So we've been talking about Hashem's name, Havaya, which is transcending time and space, and Hashem's name, Ado and Nai, um, Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, which refers to Hashem's sovereignty, speech, how He created the world. Now, we could now understand the verse that says, Ani Havaya Leishanisi, I, Havaya, have not changed. What it means is, not only has there been no change in Hashem's conduct, or even His will, with regard to rewarding the righteousness, etc., but this verse means that there's no change. If you look at the context of the verse, it seems to mean, I, I don't change my mind, or I don't change my conduct, etc. But Hasidus explains, I don't change, period. Nothing alters me. The creation doesn't alter me. Nothing alters me. Why? Because this is the name of Havaya. And in the name of Havaya, there's no change in him at all. Just as he was alone before the creation of the world, so he's alone after it was created. So this is why we also say each morning in Davening, Atahu Achlo Olam, Atahu Olam. You were the same God before the world was created. You are the same after the world was created. In other words, what we're saying is that creation didn't affect you. It doesn't create any change in your being or even in your knowledge. You know, one would have thought that with the creation of the world, Hashem's knowledge underwent a change because he couldn't possibly have known the world beforehand. Now, once the world was created, Hashem would thus have to know something he previously did not. It's a new creation. He has to get to know it. But no, Hashem's knowledge didn't change because for by knowing himself, he knows all created things since they all come from him. Creation added nothing to Hashem's knowledge. The knowledge of self existed before creation. And it is with this prior knowledge that he knows of all creation, which is him. Like the Rambam writes, and we quoted this in chapter 2 of the first section of Tanya, Hu that Hashem is the knower, he's the known, and he's the knowledge itself. This is very different than regular knowledge, which comprises three distinct elements. The person, the knower, the subject that is known, and the power of knowledge, which enables the, the knower to know what is known. But by Hashem, all these three elements are one. They're all God. Now, Maimonides, when he says this, he says it's beyond the capacity of the mouth to express, beyond the capacity to, of the ear to hear, and beyond the capacity of the heart or mind of any man to appreciate it clearly. Why? Because Hashem, His essence, His knowledge, they're all absolutely one. We cannot imagine such singularity. By a human being, when a person studies a subject and knows it, his rational soul was already within him before he studied and knew, it, and knew it. And afterwards, his knowledge was added to the soul. So knowledge is a supplement to a human being's intrinsic being. Through it, he becomes aware of something he did not know before. And so, day after day, and years after years, a person learns wisdom. In other words, they're accumulating knowledge they didn't have. This is not perfect unity, it's a composite. Which means that although our knowledge is united with our soul, because we learn the knowledge and we become one with it, it's not a perfect unity, because simple unity means that any alternative would be inconceivable. Since our knowledge is acquired, not having been part of our essential being, its acquisition yields an imperfect and composite form of unity, 
a unity comprised of two separate entities that have become one, that have coalesced. That's not pure unity. Pure unity is Hashem, without any composition or element of plurality at all. And therefore, one must conclude that Hashem, everything is one, and just as it is impossible for any creature in the world to comprehend the essence of Creator and His being, so too it's impossible to understand Hashem's knowledge. It's possible only to believe, with a faith that transcends intellect and comprehension, that Hashem, blessed be He, is one and unique. This is a high level of unity that the human being not necessarily can contain intellectually, and therefore faith is necessary. That he and his knowledge are all absolute one, and knowing himself he perceives and know all the higher, lower beings, including even a small worm in the sea and a minute mosquito that may be found in the center of the earth. There is nothing concealed from him. This knowledge does not add multiplicity or composition to him at all. It's knowledge of his self, remember? And his being and knowledge are all one. So by knowing himself, he knows everything. As I said, this chapter has some of the most incredible ideas. And because this form of knowledge, says the Tanya, is difficult to envisage, therefore the prophet Yeshayahu, Isaiah, says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's also written, Can you, by intellectual searching, find God? In the book of Job. And in the book of Job again, have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? That's the way Hashem talks, uh, the man talks to God. And the answer is no, God doesn't see the way God, man sees. Um, for man sees and knows everything with a knowledge that is external to himself. And Hashem only by knowing himself. So these are some of the most incredible ideas.